You're listening to In These Streets, real conversations about dating as a Christian. Roxana and Adrian are your guides, and they interview people to help you navigate dating as a person of faith. If both of you can say your first name, how old you are, and then your current dating status. Okay, sweet. My name is Kelly. I am 30 years old, and I am currently engaged. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm Dan. I'm 37 and I'm single. Okay. And I would like to also know how long, what, how long, what? Have you, like, were you in these streets? Yeah. I was going like, to say your batting average, but like, how long have you been in the streets? So when you think about like, how long have you been officially dating? And when we say officially dating, we mean like your mom didn't drop you off <laughs> at the movies. So how long, how many years has it been since you've been actively dating? Oh, I was a late bloomer. I would say nine years. Okay. I didn't go on a single date in college. Mm. Nine years have been 21, so yeah. college? Like senior year, I started hitting mm. my groove. Okay. okay. Getting yes. out there. Okay. I'd say freshman year of high school. Cool. Which yeah. was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, for me too, Dan. My 20-year high for school reunion is coming up. Oh, man. It's been a long time. I mean... I think also part of this is, is that Roxana and I will also share a little bit of our background um, as we're answering these questions. So I've been in these streets since 17, maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh go ahead, Anna. <laughs> Mine's, <laughs> later. Roxana, your turn. Mine's probably later than that. I would say probably freshman year of college. So, yeah. Yeah. So. We want, so we're going to cover the topic today of online dating, a.k.a. the apps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we also are going to just talk about dating in general. So um, any one of you can start. What's your experience? With online dating. You want to go first? Sure. Um, Online dating is an adventure. It is a minefield. Sometimes you find a little hidden gem and other times it creates for a really fun story at work about this chaotic person that you see online. Um, It's an interesting experience. I'm glad to have it be put in the past. Um, I think it's a necessary evil in today's world Mm -hmm. uh, given the current culture and especially during COVID, it's super hard. I can't imagine dating during the midst of COVID and how do you meet people? How, aside from your coworkers and your friends already and like people you already go to church with, how do you meet new people? And I've lived in this town my entire life. So I see people everywhere that I grew up with. So how do I, how do, how do you venture out of that circle of people that you already know? So Hmm. it's a necessary evil, Um, but it's led to some good friendships. I've met nice people. Mm-hmm. On apps. Wait, I'll, interesting. You stayed friends with some of the people that you ended up not staying with that you met through these apps? That is an intriguing concept to me. Yeah. There are a few people. Hmm. Like to I this don't, day? I don't actively talk to them anymore now that I'm engaged and right. I, I've kind of left them in the past. But like we were very cordial. This clearly just wasn't a fit. You're still a cool person. I'm a cool person. Would maintain general social niceties, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Mm, I want to come back to that. Dan, what's your take? So apps, you know, I guess 
being a little bit older, I remember when all dating online was truly online. So I was on Match, eHarmony, and that's when you had to be very intentional about creating a profile and curating your best self. It took like two hours. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> You'd get your friends to weigh in on the pictures that you took on your camera that you had to connect to your computer to upload pictures to. Um, and it was a very different experience because I think for those, there was an intentionality and it was still very dating focused. But then, you know, with the with the rise of the mobile phone and they started creating phone-based apps. I remember like OkCupid was a little bit of a game changer because it was much more streamlined. Like you didn't have to put as much effort into creating a profile and it just put yourself out there. And then you look at things like Bumble and Tinder now and it's very much, okay, how can you get away with a picture and decide if you like this person enough to go mm -hmm. on a date right. with them? So it's been interesting to see this arc of how dating has evolved through the use of online or mobile apps. Um, I will say, I don't know, my attitude towards it has changed as a result. I feel like there's more quantity mm -hmm. in the mobile apps, maybe not as much quality. Mm. Uh, but that being said, I also know a lot of friends that have had success. I just haven't had any myself yet. Yeah. So I want to come back to the necessary evil. Um, as a Christian, how do you approach this necessary evil? Like break that down. Yeah. Um, so I preferred the dating apps that allowed you to put filters on them. So I would filter out automatically anyone who didn't have Christian on their profile. So like agnostic, atheist, Jewish, any of the other mm -hmm. things, I would automatically filter them out to try and curate that pipeline of potential people. Um, I also have just never been that person who wanted to date anyone at my local church. Like there just has never been anyone of interest in my own congregation. So I know several friends who've met people and married people that they went to church with, but that was not my story. Um, and so I know that it like makes the sample size so much smaller when you put those parameters on there, but it's as important as dating someone who's a, not a cigarette smoker. Like it's a non-negotiable. So, um, it is also interesting seeing kind of the spectrum of people that identify as Christian and what mm -hmm. that means to them in their day-to-day -day life and, like, does it match up with your own values and what you're looking for in a future partner? Because my own family, they would tell you that they are cultural Christians, but they don't actively go to church. They don't actively have any relationship with Jesus Christ. So, But I'm sure if any of them made a dating app, not that they need them because they're all in relationships. But if they were, I'm sure they would still put Christian on their profile. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And I think that's interesting, too. Admittedly, I think my attitude towards my faith and how I use that to filter or not filter my dating pool has changed over time. I know originally... I had put Christian on there when I was on Match and eHarmony because, again, looking for quality, and I knew that that was something that was important to me. But I feel like, especially at that time where it was a smaller pool of folks that were even considering online dating. Like, Do you remember a time when online dating was taboo? Oh, yeah. And right. you wouldn't tell right. people on it. And if you met somebody that you liked and started introducing me to your friends, you'd have to make up a story of how you met <laughs> not online. Mm -hmm. On your third date, successful yeah. right. date, you would say, all right, what's the story we're going to tell? Right. Yeah. Right. Mutual friends. Yeah, because we can't tell people that we met online. Yeah. And so you had a small pool already to begin with, and then by saying, I'm only looking for Christians. It was a very super narrow pool. Um, so admittedly, I was the person that removed that filter and wanted to cast a wider net. And then you meet an interesting cast of characters, like you said, Kelly. Um, I've had to come back, and especially on the even the modern dating apps like Bumble and Tinder, they do have those filters now. And I do have them set, but I'm also experiencing the same thing that you had mentioned, Kelly, which is defining Christian means different 
things to different people. So you could have the CE Christians, Christmas Easter, and they come consider themselves Christian. Uh, there are people who put that, but really they're spiritual. And so um, I don't think of anybody who lied and said they were Christian and wasn't. But um, I think just because the spectrum there is so broad, I don't know if it's – I still keep it on there. But I also have realized, especially with a very small pool like in Richmond – this is interesting. When I have that filter on, there's definitely less women that will swipe back on me. If I remove that filter just to see what else is out there, I definitely get more swipes. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Well, it goes back to the comment, Kelly, you made, <clears throat> which I'm interested to talk more about, is that people are not looking for folks in church. Mm-hmm. And why? And so I wonder, is that because... Uh, well, I'm not going to answer it, but you guys you don't want to poop where you eat. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, I think the Christian world makes dating seem like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. They make it seem like if you want to ask someone on one date, that means you're probably getting married. Mm-hmm. I think it's very hard, and I experienced this in college too, pre-dating on apps, that it's super hard to casually say, hey, let's go get a drink. Let's go to dinner. Like, let's explore what could be here. I'm already friends with you. Let's just figure it out. Because dating is so, especially in the church, is you need to be intentional. You need to find the one that your soul loves. You need to guard your heart. You need to honor your partner. But like you can honor someone and still just go have a casual dinner date and see if there's a spark there. Um, I think, and even my friends probably acknowledge that like, hey, I've not actually really been attracted to you in the past. So I don't. Like, I've never thought of you that way, so no, I'm not going to go to dinner with you. But I think if you just open your mind to different people, like, maybe God will surprise you. And there's Mm -hmm. maybe been somewhere in there the whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I I mentioned that saying of you don't want to poop where you eat. It's There's this concept of if it goes south or it doesn't go well, you now have no separation from the place that you consider your second home or a place of comfort or a place of peace. And I have seen that within my church, and I probably have friends listening here, and there's no judgment, because I've also been in the place where I dated a girl in my church. We no longer date, and so, you know, we we both said, okay, we can still be amicable, we can still be friends, but it's still awkward. And you know, Does so, she still go to your church? She does not. Okay. Um, does she leave because you guys broke up? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I would like to think not. I remember at that point our church had split up to two services, and I think it was, I don't know if it was coincidence, if it was intentional, but I would go to 930 and she would go to 11 o'clock. But it was also interesting because we used to go on double dates with another couple from church. They broke up, and then my ex-girlfriend is now married to that other guy for the other couple. Whoa. So I love this. As yeah. as as the church turns. I was getting ready to say the church's <laughs> name and I was like, I don't want to put them on. I live for this kind of tea. But it's it's that kind of thing where again, you first of all, the Richmond pool is very small. I keep yeah. talking about that. But I yeah. I can't stress enough because I've gone to other major cities and it's so interesting dating there because the dynamics are different just because of the numbers. But when you think of an already small pool in Richmond and then you narrow it down to the specific Christian pool, and then you narrow it down to the Christians in your church. Um, everybody knows everybody. Everybody's dated everybody. And there's a point where it just kind of feels, I don't want to say incestuous, right? but it feels incestuous. Well, it, and I think too, I don't know if you've had this experience, but when someone has dated someone and then they broke up, it's almost like that person's unavailable mm-hmm. because they dated so-and-so. So it's like they're off limits. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've had to breach that topic in bro code. You know, do you, can you date your buddy's ex-girlfriend? Um, and 
right? But like you said, to, I mean, the Christian world. I don't know. Richmond's so small. The Christian community so small. So what does that look like? And the answer is they do date. <laughs> your yeah, well, your yeah. ex-girlfriend. That's super yeah. hard. I have several friends that I know that dated lots of people mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. my church. That would el- eliminate a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, so there's this whole idea. Let's go back to this necessary evil. So Richmond has a really small pool. You feel like you have to get on, on online in order to get a more quantity, not necessarily quality. Open some doors, cast a net. Get out of your little bubble. But cast a a bigger net. Cast a net wide. Right, because they might not be at your church, but they might be going to a different church or whatnot. So let's break down. So you go out on a date with somebody from the app. Mm -hmm. They are in Christian community. Mm -hmm. You get to the fourth date, doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Now what? You're back on the apps? Wait, are they at my church or not? No, they're not at your church. Okay. You you casted this wide net on the apps because you are not meeting people at your church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Go on your fourth date, call it quits. Now what? Oh, get right back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like You have to get back on that horse. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely disheartening for me to, to have a potential relationship like fizzle mm-hmm. at that point. And mm-hmm. I have someone exactly in mind that I'm thinking of for this example, but looking back on it, I see so clearly that that person was not the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Like God definitely closed that mm-hmm. door and it never would have worked. And so there were no hard feelings. Nothing happened. We just weren't the right fit. So move on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up a devil's advocate question about the apps because <clears throat> I know the listeners out there want me to ask. Okay. Fire away. Um, how do you guys feel about the fact that, you know, as Christians, we're supposed to approach dating differently. At least mm-hmm. I grew up with being told you're supposed to approach dating differently. And I gr- definitely grew up in purity culture where looks and lust and all of those things are not supposed to be a factor. So how do you reconcile that with the dating apps when, re- when in reality you're just like swiping through people mm-hmm. to choose who you go out with? I think I understand your question, but clarify a little bit more when you say purity culture and how do you approach it differently? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to define purity culture for me. You guys might have a different mm-hmm. definition of purity cu- culture, but it's more, hey, you're supposed to be kind of... Um, Prayerfully considering who I'm not. I mean, all Lord, the Christianese. Lord yeah. bless us yeah. here. You know that we are not making fun. You are, you are not making fun of your plan. Okay, <laughs> what I'm saying is, but you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to look around youth group, and you're not supposed to look around the young adults time. You're not supposed to look around your small group and just think like, who's the hottest? And I'm just going to go after Got them, it. Got right? It. Okay. Because it's not about it's not about trying to have sex. It's not about trying to hook up. So, like, something else should be leading you to mm. your potential partner outside of looks. And I am making a huge assumption in saying that looks is – it's drawing towards – I think I'm tracking with you. Yeah. So, I, I do believe, especially coming from a Southern Baptist background, mm. which was probably a little bit more traditional or conservative, yes, I think dating within – at least how they did – you know, I did True Love Waits. We did the whole purity culture stuff ourselves, and – it was definitely a, you should be dating for their character and you should be dating based off their values and that they're a good God-fearing woman, you know? Um, but they downplayed the fact that physical attraction is a thing and chemistry and, you know, I, 
I think we'd be remiss to say that God does want you to be physically attracted to your significant other. Otherwise, you're just, it's like a roommate Mm -hmm. or, you know, your economic, you know, business partners that happen to have a home together. Um, I think the physical attraction piece is an important piece. And I think we did ourselves a disservice in that purity culture of saying that is a valid factor. I think where that comes to be relevant now is in dating apps where people who don't understand how it works um, may have a they might have a position that we're being very superficial and that we're diminishing those Christian values or those things that should also be a part of the relationship, right? If you're only looking at the apps at just their face and dating it based off purely looks um, and not reading the profile further or going on the date to vet them out in their character, that is very shallow. Yes. I love how Dan said, if you're only looking at their face, because we know there's plenty of hey, swipes where you're like, uh-huh. where's the body shot? Yeah. yeah. No, nope. nope. the answer is no, because there's no body shot, and that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> there's no right. friends in your photos either. That's a red flag. No, no we talked about that. There's a formula of what the kinds of pictures you should have on there, right? Because it will imply something about you. But I, I tried to explain this to someone in my church who has... They got married at like 21 years old, right outside of, you know, during college or right after they graduated college and trying to explain that I don't feel shallow or superficial by Mm. using the online dating apps in a Christian dating mindset. And what I mean by that is when I see a girl and I think that she's attractive, I think she's beautiful. It's no different than if I was at a party and I'm meeting somebody for the first time and I do want to get to know her better. But sometimes somebody draws your eye and you're like, that's a person I want to get to know better. There's, there is an initial physical attraction, but I want to back that up with getting to know them, that there's more there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't think using the, the dating apps is any different in the sense of the attraction can be the first piece. It can't be the only piece, but I don't think there's anything wrong with using apps and having physical attraction be the initial part of the equation. Do you guys ever think that um, that attraction... Again, I'm staying on the apps. That attraction, how do I say this? Is that when you use the apps, I'm still playing devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. When you use the apps, there are more things that you can be attracted to besides physical appearance um, when you meet somebody for the first time in person that you just cannot experience on an app when you're looking at someone's photo. Okay, I'll start with this. I can't remember if it was eHarmony or Match, but you could put your income as one of the factors Mm. on your profile. And I thought that was super weird because any girl that wants to date me because my income is X, that's just very weird to me. Mm. I I don't know how that's valuable in the dating conversation at all, but. You're not a woman, but yeah, that's. I mean, I want to know that my partner can provide for me. Yeah. Knowing that I'm a working woman and I plan on being a working woman when I do have children because we are not blessed financially for me to stay at home. I want to know that you are like, I'm attracted to people who are driven and people who have goals and people who have passions and are like thriving in their career. I want to know that, that you're moving forward and moving in the same direction that I hope to be in my career. So I definitely have been on those apps that have the money thing on there, but yeah. And I didn't mean that flippantly, Dan. I just meant, meant, like, I think a lot of women do think about income, but it also brings up a really interesting question that Roxana and I have pondered. Are the dating apps designed more for men than women based on Kelly, what you just said? So like, let's just go to the opposite ends of the spectrum real quick, the extremes Mm -hmm. that women are looking for security. A lot of times that's Tied to financial security. So on the apps, you're looking for something that shows success, 
wealth, mm-hmm. something like that. All right. Mm-hmm. And then men are like, where's that body shot? How does shot? she look? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> where's that yeah. body shot at? Right. So are the apps designed more for men and what they're looking for n- and not necessarily women and what they're looking for? I'm just throwing that out there as a question. I'm not saying that it's true or false. As a woman, my opinion is that apps are created more for men. Men are, I think men are far more superficial than women are. And maybe I'm alone. Hmm. But I think that I definitely swiped right on people that looked like, oh, they, they look like they're a funny guy. They look like they probably have a good personality. Oh, look, they're dressed up like that. Oh, like they might not have been textbook beautiful like Matthew McConaughey or like Ryan Reynolds, like those types of folks. But if they looked like they had a good time, if we had similar interests, if I was generally attracted to them, then sure, I'll swipe right. Mm. I think men, or my experience is that they are looking for that body shot, looking for that, is this female going to fit my picture? That's my own opinion. I'm intrigued by this question because you would think that as an app designer, you want to make your app as widely available as possible, right? So you don't want to limit to a gender. I mean, there's probably some unconscious bias to them going to one gender or not. But when you think about the different things that draw people in, I mean, for one person, it might be religion, and that's the filter that they add because that's important. For another, it might be educational status. Um, Others, it could be income. So I don't know if they necessarily design with men and women in mind, but I think they do design for different ways that would draw people. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I I guess it never occurred to me that maybe they design it with men in mind, I guess. Well, back to the question, the the statement that you said, Dan, where you said match used to have like the income level, Mm -hmm. but you're like, is that designed for men or women? Like, do you care how much a woman's making or do you think women care? Do you think that that was put there? I'm sure there are some men that do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, think it works both ways. That's why I'm so <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I know some men. <laughs> yeah, I do definitely know. care. I do. No, but, and, and income yeah. is one of them, but like education is one. I will admit that I originally had, you had to be college educated as one of my filters for mm. if I would even consider you. The, yeah. And there was, that's a preloaded assumption, right? I assume sure. that as a college educated woman, you are smart and that you are able to, you know, keep up with me in terms of intelligence and other things like that. And that's probably a false assumption because I've since met very awesome women that are not college educated. So, you know, I've removed that filter. Mm -hmm. But when you think of the different dimensions that app designers or or online dating profile people, they put those different variables in there because each one of those is allowing you to slice and dice a different market. Sure. I'm going to ask one more question and then we'll probably go in a different direction. But um, when it comes to the apps, I think the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, we have some other very successful apps out there. Some of them have since been shut down since they got really successful. But you have OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. You have, um, you know, Snapchat. You have TikTok now. And I recognize the fact that they're not all they're not used primarily to <clears throat> showcase someone's body. Mm-hmm. But the, the women are are a little bit more incentivized to show body shots than I think men are, right? On those on some of those apps. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder as Christians when we're evaluating dating apps, is is there something that's geared more towards, hey, women, you are showcasing the way you look and men, you're showcasing what you have. Is that true mm-hmm. about dating apps? 
because that's the culture we live in to a certain degree. I am, when I was on dating apps, was more apt to see a male with a picture of their car. I would never think of putting a picture of my car in a dating app. Right. I drive a beat up Jeep Compass. I'd rather him drive, but I'm also not a car person, so I would tend to swipe left on people that had lots of pictures See, of their it's very cars. funny because I do have a picture of me in front of my car. But it's not <laughs> oh, because do you, Dan? I'm showing up. Or at least oh, I don't think it is. Maybe subconsciously. But it's because if you guys know it's, me, I'm a car guy. It's subconscious. And so, you know. <laughs> I'm judging. Yeah. No, and, and so it's a, it's good to have that effective challenge because I don't think I put it on there to be like, oh, look at me in my fancy car. Um, I, I used to ju- – one of my – again, I used to be a little bit particular about the girls that I would date. And, uh, you know, I've since – realize that there's a beautiful spectrum of women out there. But I used to have, you know, in high school, these ideas of grandeur that my future wife would speak four languages and she'd be an international businesswoman who could drive a stick shift car, but she also does country music on the side. Damn. Yeah. And so... I'm trying to think through my Rolodex of sorority (laughs) sisters. I don't think anyone fits that. And now at 37, is it... She's Christian, female, and breathing. So... (laughs) Yeah. Um... But I didn't – I would – I hope I'm – well, now I have to take that picture off just to be safe because I didn't put it on there to show off and say I have a car. But I don't necessarily yeah. think you do. I just brought up the question because – No, you know, it's a, lot, a valid one. Yeah, and I think a lot of times like in Christian community, we assume that about the secular mm-hmm. uh, dating pool or world. But we don't think that that still applies for Christians. Like we always think that we're going on dating apps and we're doing something different than everyone else. But I'm like, is the dating app designed for you to do something different as a Christian? Or is it, or is it, we're still a subject to American culture. 100%. So whether you like it or not, there's still these unconscious biases and frameworks by which you're conditioned to look at these apps. And so, I mean, I was going to mention that on my profile, I removed my title I, I think I removed my company because, like, Bumble sa- allows you to say – and, again, I realized I was quickly snap-judging women when I looked at, oh, they're, you know, they're just a coordinator at this company. Um, and all the judgment that comes with it. This is why we shouldn't meet people for the first time and say, oh, my name is this. This is what I do. Or what do right. you do for work? Because right. we automatically <laughs> jump to conclusions based off of that. So I was trying to be very intentional about what is this saying about me and am I showing off, but then not realizing that probably doing it anyway. <laughs> I just don't like cars. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not into people who like cars. I'm a car guy. But I think There's about, nothing hotter than a girl that can drive stick. Um, and you saying. taught me how to drive stick, mm-hmm. Dan. So um, I will say that in my dating profile experience, the pictures that I would try and highlight were pictures of me with my family, pictures of me with my girlfriends doing something fun, pictures of me being active. Like those were the three things that I tried to highlight. Wait, is the formula different for girls than for boys on the um, dating apps? I'll tell you what the guy one is supposed to be, but I... Well, that is my my formula. I often feel like there's a picture of a man holding a fish, and that's generally on someone's profile. I, I also went to school in Georgia, one. and they fish a lot down yeah, there. I think, so, Dan, to answer your question very quickly, and then <laughs> because I do think that, like, as women, we think about different things, or we've been told to put different things on there, like show an active picture, right? Yes, I right, know. right, because you need to show that you are at least trying to stay in shape. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bump on a log. (laughs) You're trying to stay in some kind of shape, Um, even if it's a circle. Um, (laughs) And then it's like show that you have girlfriends. Yeah, Show that you have friends and that people like you. Mm -hmm. Um, But But not all group photos. But not all group photos because you you don't want them all of a sudden looking at all your friends and being like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. Is she on the apps also? Let me let me scroll a little bit further, see if she's also on the apps. Because um, you're like, I don't want this comparison game. But I would be, again, remiss to not say this. And again, this podcast is all about talking about the stuff that's not talked about. Yeah, I do think 
that, you know, Dan, you were very honest about giving a male perspective and you're going to share some of the things that like you guys think about when you're creating a dating app. I, I do think that as women, we're thinking about what, what picture can I put on there that makes me look the thinnest, mm-hmm. that makes my face look the thinnest, um, where I have really great hair. So I think mm. that even though I'm saying men are looking for that, we're also putting it on there to say, I need to showcase myself in the best light. Mm-hmm. So I think you're always worried about like, what's what's the balance between catfishing mm-hmm. and like looking really good on the app so that I can get a swipe? Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think anybody's putting a picture of them when they just got through working out and they're like sweating. <laughs> yeah. with you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if a guy looks at my photos and he thinks I have like naturally gold eyelids or like curly hair, that's on him half the time. Like, I mean, it is. I do like to show a good photo and then not a good photo. Like these are my varying stages. I'm just saying that the, 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 the number one, the, the first criteria you're trying to get through or the first like, test, oh, the first photo is just a good a one. Swi- it's just a swipe. You're just trying to get right. swiped right on. Right. Then you can start to try to introduce the real you. Right. That's all Introduce the crazy. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that how it, dating is? Putting your best foot forward and trying to make a good initial impression. So you, that can't, you, well, you can't catfish in person. This is me. Yeah. This is the way my face looks. <laughs> like, so I was going to yes, ask. But you can let more of your personality out as you go on more dates. Like date number one, I was buttoned up. Tell me about yourself. Like. Sure. Wasn't about to own up to my crap and. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about crazy past stories. Yeah. I was going to ask, so do you all, I guess, Dan, from your male perspective and maybe some of your friends, have you approached online dating the way you would like in the wild or in these streets? Like if you saw someone out and about and like Kelly, Hmm. I mean, from the female perspective, would you say, is your approach the same? I want to say no. I think... In, in the non-virtual world or non-online world, um, my preferred style of dating is getting to know a girl just as a platonic friend first, seeing who they are, how they are, and seeing if they're somebody that I really want to get to know. Eventually, I get to a point of would I want to get to know them romantically. Whereas on the online world, I think it is more of the initial just like, chemistry, physical reaction, and what you can read in the 250 bytes that they have on their profile, and then vetting out their character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dan, I think it's interesting that you said that because, um, you know, again, we're here to share our perspective too. I, I really struggle with that, which is the mm-hmm. reason why, like, I was on apps for a while and then I got off because I'm like, I actually prefer to be friends with someone and then Mm-hmm. investigate whether there's some romantic interest there. Right. But I struggled to like make choices on just like someone's picture. Cause I'm just, mm-hmm. because I'm just not physically driven. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm not driven by somebody's physical appearance. And so I'm like, I chemistry for me is built a lot with personality mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. the way we interact. The, if Roxanne and I have talked about this, if he can make me laugh, Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, we, we would have 10 points. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And I would hope someone would give me the same kind of chance. I think I have a great personality, can make people laugh. But some of my photos are – I'm not the most stunningly gorgeous per- person walking down the street. So I would you hope that – beautiful, Kelly. I mean, thank you. I think so, too. Um, but I would – I would hope that someone would be looking at my photos from the same lens and say, oh, well, she looks like she's fun. We could get along. Let's yeah. see where this goes. At the same time, I think I'm overly critical when I'm going on a date with somebody from the app. So I think I have my guard up. I'm like, is this dude crazy? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not thinking about the normal things that I would think about if I just met somebody in a social se- setting. 
that, and we're just hitting it off. Like, I think that I come in a lot more guarded mm-hmm. and super critical hmm. when I'm going on a date with somebody from the apps. And so I was like, it just doesn't work for me. Hmm. All right. So anything else that you guys want to share yeah. from your perspective just in these streets or from dating? Doesn't have to be related to the apps. Before we get into our final question. So I think that dating apps are so easy to utilize because they check boxes. I think that I wish that some of my friends were less concerned with do they check all the boxes Mm -hmm. on my list because I think about my fiancé and we talk about it all the time. He checked (laughs) a box and a half. A box and a half. (laughs) I said I want someone who's college educated like we talked about. He's not college educated, but has a great job and is very career driven. I wanted someone who was way taller than me. I'm almost 5'11", and he is just around six feet. So he is taller than me, but not the tall, dashing man I envisioned. I wanted someone who would go to church with me, which he does, um, and support me in that. And I wanted a non-smoker, which he also is. But he is not who I would have pictured myself with in a million years. He's not who I dated in college and right after college. Um, And I think that I talk to my friends who are still single and they have this laundry list of things that they're looking for. And I think you're closing the door on a lot of Mm -hmm. opportunity by putting so many parameters on your future spouse or even just partner in general, just getting out there and casually dating. And I think the dating apps – at least the way that I looked at it is, oh, well, like, they seem nice. They seem nice. They're generally attractive. We'll see where it goes because there are hundreds of people out there, and who knows if they're even going to respond. So what's the mm-hmm. pressure? Um, so I wish I wish people would have more of an open mind. I also think it's super hard the older you get to continue to have an open mind um, mm. because we're so jaded from the dating culture and mm. past hurts and stuff. But I, I wish people would have more of an open mind. Yeah, I, I plus one that. I think it's worth noting, Kelly, that with you and um, – am I allowed to say his name? Is that right? Sure. <laughs> it, yeah, it's up to you, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I don't you mind. And you and your fiancé. Yes. Um, you did not meet on the dating apps. You met the old-fashioned organic way, which was friends of a friend at a party and got introduced to. And, again, I think you saw past, like, the initial checkbox because you're meeting a person for the person and not pre-filtering them with this presupposed criteria. I – I admittedly do struggle with that because I feel like I am victim to that pre-filter checklist. Um, I am a very tall five foot three. <laughs> and as a guy, I know for a fact that that will automatically preclude me from a lot of women's um, filters. Like, yeah. you know, they put a certain height. It's also very interesting to me when I see girls and they're four foot 11, but then their requirement is that the guy be six foot tall. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that is what it is. But... I did an experiment where I do have my height because I'm not, I have nothing to hide. Um, back to your point, Adrian, earlier, I do pick pictures that don't make me look super short compared to friends. So it's not like I'm going to put pictures of me with my six foot seven friends sure. mm-hmm. on there. Um, but I definitely get more swipes if I remove my height and put nothing than if I specify my exact height. Mm-hmm. And I can confirm that with time and time again on every single app that I've been on. Um, what stinks, though, is that's still true in person. I think there are a lot of women that see me in the wild and automatically will pass me over because I don't meet their preconceived notion of what their future you know, guy should be. So 
I'm almost I'm almost not faulting the dating app because that also happens yeah, in real sure. life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love what Kelly has mentioned, which is if we'd all be a little bit more open minded, you'll realize that you're actually passing upon some pretty great people for things that are they really must have requirements, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My fiance says that he definitely swiped right on me on the app and I'm like yeah, he did. I definitely had you filtered out. So I don't know where that disconnect went. Um, but yeah. it's so fun to look back and, and really see that, like, this is exactly who I was supposed to be with. Yeah. And it's super cheesy. But. Yeah. And he's a great dude. I guess what is your hope for online dating from a Christian perspective? So, like, if you're talking to people who are super frustrated out there and they're like. Believers. Believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christians, a.k.a. believers. Yeah. That are out there. What is maybe one or two things that you can say to give those folks hope who are out trying to actively date or struggling to date? Yeah, in these streets. Mm -hmm. Well, let me start with an encouragement. I think this is something we do bad in the capital C church. So I, I think our American culture, and especially in the Christian world, it's an expectation that finding someone, getting married, having kids is the natural cycle of life. Um, I mean... I'd be lying if I didn't say that's what I wanted for me, but I also know that not everyone is going to get married. And I'd, my, my point is that you are not less than if you are single. You are not less than if you are not going to get married or have kids or, you know, whatever the traditional flow of life is. And I think it's hard because even if you think of how our church is structured, they do it based off the stages of life, right? So you have your youth group and then you have college age and then you have young professionals or young singles. Then you have newly married, and then you have newly married with kids. And that's how we structure our small groups. So it's like, oh, I haven't reached this next tier of life. I must be behind on things. And so we need to do a better job of realizing that marital status or dating status is still independent of your identity in Christ. Who knows what God's plan is for you? And maybe it is you're called to be single or you're called to be married or who knows what that is. I think the first thing we need to do is realize that they are a population within the church. They're not behind on life and they're not less than. Um, That being said, if truly what you want is to find another person, my encouragement is whether it's an app or in person, go ahead and ask that person out. It's, I, I, I have to take my own advice because I think there are girls that I've hesitated because they go to my church or if this were to go south, what would that mean for the dynamics of our social group or mm-hmm. within our church? And you know what? That's a future Dan problem. I think, you know, take one day at a time. And I don't think you have nothing to lose but everything to gain. Yeah. I would say, like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, have an open mind and just go out with the expectation that who knows this person could be who I'm supposed to be with, or this could be a funny story for me to look back on, like, or a good friend or a good friend. Like don't put so much pressure on yourself. We're all people. I can guarantee that the person you're going on a date with is also feeling the same way. So know that you're not alone and just like have fun with it. Like you get to meet a lot of really cool people. You get to like hear about other people's lives and their experiences and, And just don't put so much pressure on yourself. I think when you don't have expectations and you don't put the stress on yourself of, of, okay, well, we went on this date and now it's date number two and date number three and this is the timeline and, oh, we just went on one date and it was really great, but I can't text them until tomorrow. Like, Mm -hmm, no, you can totally follow up and say, hey, I had a great time with you tonight. Yeah. Let's do that again sometime. The rules, you can throw out the rule book. I think that... 
just have an open mind and like life is an adventure and just go for it. Yeah. I will also say, Roxanna, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say, someone said to me recently, like, you're still significant without a significant other. Mm. So I thought that was really a good reminder of like, as believers, you know, we're all made in the image of God and we're still Mm -hmm. of value when we're not married, which feels like sometimes the goal for Christians, Yeah, Yeah. which is not, not everyone gets married. Well, I was also going to say, you know, um, Dan, you made me think of another interesting, like, perspective and hope to give folks when it's like you are still valued even though you're not married. But I think also when you go into dating, and Kelly, you were saying this too, it's like you can't ask someone out. Like if if you know that you are valued in Christ and that you are whole no matter what, then like you can let your ego part go away a little bit. And if you ask someone out and they say no, like that's okay. But like then ask somebody out again. Yeah. Like, it's okay. But I think that as mm. Christians within this context of church, if someone says no, it's like you start to build up this like, well, is there something wrong with me? Am I not valued? Because I'm not moving towards marriage. Like it's more than just I'm being rejected. I think as Christians, we can add some spice to that that, mm. that other people who are not believers don't have, right? So it's like, not only am I being rejected, but like, am I ever going to get married? And that's what the church values is people who are married. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think if we start out with like understanding who we are in Christ, mm-hmm. then it's like, you can go out, you can ask out a ton of people and it's okay. Yeah. Like my value is not in me being in a relationship and, and I'm not worthless. Date. I also yeah. think that, that that person who said no to you is probably not going to continue to think about them saying no to you forever. Whereas I will always think of people that... Like, oh, yeah, we went on one date and that was really awkward. They probably aren't thinking of me anymore. No. Mm-hmm. But, like, right. I think that we keep too many records of yeah. things. Yeah. Like, have a short memory. Yes. Mm. What is it in Ted? Um, do you guys watch Ted Lasso? I love Ted Lasso, yes. Well, who, what is it? It's the, um, what is the, what is the insect or the animal that has a short memory? It's a goldfish? A goldfish, yes. Let's be a goldfish. Mm. Have a short memory. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Cool. Thanks, guys. This was so great. This is so great. (laughs) All right. Y'all hungry? I'll see. Okay.